Uh, it, this is like this is like uh, original music. Yeah, that's awesome. You write it? <laughs> yeah, and performed by me and my son. I love it. It's my boy on Hi, drums. Hi, this is Renee Fleming, and you're listening to the CBH podcast. I did one of those. Yes. God, there you go. Is Def Leppard playing next? <laughs> Get a little pour some sugar on me. Wait, here's Michael Spires. Here he is. Yeah! There, that's Michael Spires. Yeah! Yeah! Sorry, can we get that? Can we run that back? Yeah! I don't want to hear it again. No, I want to hear the intro again. You want to hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm getting pumped. Like, I'm like ready to listen. Yes. I've got 50 of these. 50 people did this for me. There you go. I am sitting here with <laughs> the notorious, the world Axel famous, <laughs> maybe the famous, most famous lyric baritone in the world today. Lucas motherfucking Meacham. There he is. Oh, hey. You're here, man. I'm still... I, I, wow. I, no, I, I. it's so funny. Like You say that, I'm like, who? Is he behind me? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for doing this, man. You kidding me? 20 years. 20 years. About time you asked. <laughs> I told you I asked. <laughs> you thought I didn't ask. I it's, asked. I really... I still feel that way. Yeah. I still feel like you didn't ask. Yeah. And, and you felt rejected. And yeah. I did, too. Well, listen. We... We have had discussions about social media and stuff, and I know that I offended you. I did. I, I offended Eileen one time too, and I and I I had to like learn uh, how I say things to people because I don't. Mm -hmm. It surprises me when I I've said things to people, and then it, it, years later they go, you know, one time you said this thing, and ninety percent of the time it's like positive, and then on occasion you go, oh man, I I stung that person. I didn't even realize it. You didn't sting me. You know what I thought? I thought this is an opportunity for Christian to grow. <laughs> That's what I thought. Thanks, Well, Dad. tell them what you said. We haven't said what you, what you said. Well, I mean, it was two... Th I remember very clearly because it stuck with me because I didn't I didn't realize you don't always know where your words are going. You know, you don't always know how your words hit somebody. Words are important. And That's what having a baby teaches you, right? Yeah. Oh, please. Words are important. And the way you say them. But I'm... Thank you. <laughs> thank but you. I'm, I'm, um, I'm an honest person and I don't... I have a hard time not saying what I think. Real hard time. And and when I think that I'm close with somebody, I think that I can be bluntly honest and not offend them. But it's not always true. Now, I don't know that I offended you, but I certainly I not said something that that didn't strike or didn't sit right. And and I remember you came to my dressing room, and it's 2015 or 16. We're in Chicago, mm -hmm. and you said, "Hey man, I'm 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 going to jump all the way in with this online thing." You had this plan, and you said, "I'm going to do this, 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 and this." And I and I. I argued with you, and I did the same thing with Eileen Perez, and, and mm -hmm. I said, you're too good. You don't need this. I, I saw it all as like Mickey Mouse kid shit. I thought this online content creating was was for somebody else. I thought it was for 20-year-olds who, who had nothing, and I was like, Eileen is too good for this. Yeah, Lucas absolutely. is too good for this. They, you don't we, need it. We don't need it. Let's yeah. elevate above this because if they do it, we're gonna all have to do it, yeah. And that's what, and, th and this is what, and this is where my criticism of it came from because I thought, don't make us all do this. Mm -hmm. If you dive in with this, we're all, we're all gonna have to go down. Well, we bl gotta blame Joyce Donato. She's the problem here. 
<laughs> Joyce, if you're listening to this, I say that about almost on. everything in the world. I go, it's, this is Joyce's fault. This is Joyce's but fault. you're right. Joyce was was queen media before was. there was anything, and yeah. Joyce could sell out Carnegie Hall with a tweet. Yep, and it was impressive. But that sh- that was the that's when people realized the power. Yeah. Of right. this. And that's when, I, I mean, honestly, I was you, Christian. It just, it, it just, I, I you didn't want to believe you needed first. it, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I've always been this way. It was always something. You need a six pack. You need to lose weight. You right. need to, you need whatever. You need a nice suit. You need whatever it is you need. There was always people saying you need something else. Yeah. You know, and if you have that thing, you can succeed. And yeah. so I always thought, screw that. I'm going to wear my Jägermeister thrift store shirt, right. my cut off jeans. I'm going to be, gonna me. Go, I'm be gonna me. me. And that's going to be enough. And I thought, for the longest time, that's all I needed is yeah. just to be me. And, right. and, you know, and some people dug it in the beginning. Some people didn't. But in the long run, it actually bit me in the butt. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyway, keep it classy. And uh, yeah, it was just turned out to be wrong, really. You know, is that you need every every sort of thing you can get you know you just should play all your cards you i know? think you're i think you're you're hitting it on the head right now because why not have if you, you, you lucas shows up with 20 tools why not have 25 yeah you exactly. know what i mean like that uh, that and that was something i didn't want to accept and that's why my criticism came from it was never wait my son <laughs> this is my boy wanting me to to approve you're gonna find out that they can like try and buy things on, on itunes <laughs> oh, no. and if please you, tell me what he's trying to buy uh beat maker pro dj Oh, that's really sweet, actually. <laughs> that's really sweet. It's not like... No, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> this is the kind of place we can do that. Yes, that's kind of the nicest thing it could it could possibly be that he wants to buy. Are you approving it? Always. Oh, that's great. Always. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, on yeah. you, man. Yeah, why else would you work this hard? Look, when you're away from your child as yeah. much as I am, you throw money at everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I do that at all my problems. Because, you know, when you're young, guys, you know, you have energy to put towards your problems. You right. can just go out and work your ass. I, I had a really a comeuppance moment in San Francisco because I was a young come artist. Comeuppance is a well, great word. Yeah, and so it was, it was maybe it is. Well, anyway, let's see if it is. Well, I, well, I'll tell you the story and tell me if it is. So San Francisco, I've been a young artist here. I've been singing here for 20 years, yeah. 2003. I first Almost the here. face of the company at this point. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you. Yeah, so... um. Uh, I'm dr- I'm driving around before one of my shows, yeah. and I always look for parking. And there's a garage; it costs twenty bucks. Right. And I, but I will drive around for forty five minutes looking for the best primo parking spot. And yeah. sometimes I have to park way out in 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 the middle of nowhere, and then walk six blocks. But I did it. Free parking. Literally, the last show I had. Smash and grab. No, yeah. the last show I had, I drove by the parking lot and said. What would you do if you're in New York or L.A. or if you're driving in Paris or in London or whatever? If you had a car, you'd just pay for the parking. Yeah. It hit me Why like a ton of bricks you're that still I could in that... just pay. Exactly. I was still in that mindset. I know that exact thing, I pulled thing, into the parking lot. I parked. I felt like a king. Yeah. Right, right, yes. right, right. You never. You don't drop the, the version of you that was there. Yes. Yeah, it's like going back to your college town. You're yes. Like, you're like, oh, we can eat over here for almost nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, Wednesday night, they got pitchers of beers for $8. <laughs> Did you ever go to Anna Liffey's in New Haven? Oh, yeah, of course, Anna Liffey's. Because Wednesday night was, was wings and potatoes night. Yes, 25-cent <laughs> wings, right? No, it was, it was free wings. Free wings, okay. In, in the basement of Anna Liffey's at, on Wednesday afternoon from 5 to 7, it was wings and potato wedges. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking you know about. You know what I'm talking about? But they would not charge the wings, but they would charge you for water. Yeah, yeah. And so I was so, I remember, oh, God, this well, is I'd all go and, back. I'd go and buy a beer. 
and yeah. then eat dinner. See, I didn't want to spend money on the beer. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted it all to be free. So I'd order a water, and they'd try and charge me for it. So I don't want that. And the next week I went back, I brought a gallon, oh milk gallon full of water. And I was like, ha-ha. And it's, I, was, I, mean, I made a stink about it. I used yeah. to make stinks. And I still make small stinks, but I, I don't make big stinks about things. But like, well, I'm, I'm lying. I make big stinks yeah. still. But, um, you know, I, I really, I was pissed. I was not happy with the waiter. I said, right. water is free. Literally, you pour it from the tap and it goes right. in a cup and you just bring me. Right. And they're like, no, we only have bottled water. I was like, do you have a sink? <laughs> they're like, yeah. Do you have a cup? Yeah. I want some water. You know, and they're like, no, we can't. We're not going to do it. And of course, I wow. get it now. You, you know, know, it was a college town. These guys yeah. were, they were eating it. I mean, they were feeding us. They were feeding. Yeah. We just knew where to go. Yeah. I remember at the beginning of the college year, there was a list that would go around. My first year, there was a list, and it showed all the places you could eat for free throughout the year. It showed every welcome party, every garden party, every time that a new college or campus was going to have a welcome party, you could just go. Yeah. They weren't checking guest lists. Yeah. And so there was this list of free dinner. It's and like you're that so movie, broke. You're crashers. like, Yeah, well, exactly that. And we would. Kelly and I would go and be like, what are we having tonight? You know, yeah. oh, did you get that appetizer? We're just like. <laughs> Dude, when you used to go to like donor events or events like that. Let me say, Are we back in business? Yeah, we're cool. Sorry. All right. So yeah. when you used to go to donor events or, or things like that, like yeah. I, I used to, oh, well, me, I used to literally, there would be no space on my plate. It'd be, you know, it was be like a piece of architecture. You, you had know? to like, eat. You had to catch yeah. up. You had to catch but up. Eventually I caught on. I'd go talk to the, the caterers and they'd always have food left over. Right. So I had specific Tupperware I would bring in my oh, backpack. No. Oh, and I would. Like, I had I would, no idea. Yeah, dude. I, I there You was were broke, party. broke. I was yeah, yeah. I, I, well, we can talk about that, but yeah. I, I remember one party in particular. No, tell the people, man. I mean, look, look, we we all come from somewhere. Like, yeah. Well, I don't like I don't like saying poor. Yeah. Because my mom listens. Well, to I these said things. broke. I didn't say poor. No, no. Yeah. I I used to. Yeah. I used to say poor, and then my mom would listen to it, and she's like, "Do you really think we were poor?" Oh. And I'm like, you know, now I like to say, I, 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 we, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have much, but it didn't, didn't need much. Yeah, you I know, see, I see. and um, and you know, because there's always somebody broke, broker than you. There's always, always. somebody richer than you. Yeah, and, right, right, but right. you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I, I, uh, there was a part uh, in co- time in college where I had to steal food because I had no money. Yeah, and <laughs> this is actually funny. So I had my, I had my father. Uh, I, I was taking ski class at Appalachian State University in on the Skeet. smallest Skeet. ski skiing Skeet. like like uh, snow. Oh, that and sounds like fancy school. Yeah, <laughs> it does sound fancy when you come to realize it was uh, it was a hundred dollar surcharge for the entire semester for me to go okay. on this this the school bus. They'd bus us to and from, and they'd give us the shitty equipment and everything. And and but for, for Christmas, my father because my father. He, I mean, again, he was middle class. Yeah. But I didn't grow up with my father, so my father was like you. He was, he wasn't there, and uh-huh. so he's like, no, I'm not, no, God, I didn't mean it like that. No, no, I'm just saying. You just said that you give no, your son I know, anything because you're on the road mo- so I throw much. Money at everything. Yeah. So that was my dad. It's a great and, regulator. And, but he didn't have much money to throw, <laughs> so he bought me this ski coat, this ski jacket, uh-huh. like Columbia ski jacket, and it had this little, um, this little elastic uh, strap on the bottom to button keep yeah. snow from going up and right, fell down. Right. That was my stealing jacket. <laughs> so. I'd go to the grocery store. That was my stealing jacket. My stealing jacket. Exactly. My accent comes out when I start talking about this. So uh, I remember I really wanted some pimento cheese. And I had mayonnaise and I had pimentos. You know what pimento I don't, yeah, oh, You yeah, know yeah, pimento yeah. cheese? No, my wife's from the South. Yeah, know, okay. Yeah. Well, it's basically cheddar cheese with pimentos and mayonnaise mixed in with a little salt and pepper. You put it on a, on a on Delicious. bread. And you get it cold or you heat it up and melts. Anyway, it's great. I didn't have any cheese. And I'm like, I can't afford cheese. So I go to the grocery store. I get two, you know, sharp cheddar cheese. And I put one in one side of the jacket and one in the other. And Back I, in the I'm old like, days great. before stores had cameras. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and no, oh, I didn't have pimentos. So then I go to the pickle aisle to get my pimentos, you know. And there's somebody stocking like three feet to my right. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And my jacket had gotten a few years Would older. Would you buy anything? 
I would buy certain things. You would, like on but I mean, sale. would you go through the grocery? Would you go through the? Oh line? no, no, no! You would just walk out with the shit. I just walk out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so um, again, it takes huge balls. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, just walk like you own the place. That's where I learned that. And um, so I, I reach up to get the pimentos with the dude stocking right there, and my jacket was a few years old at this point. The elastic was wearing. One of the cheeses goes blah, 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 oh, onto the floor, and the guy looks over. I'm like, oh yeah. And so I bend down, pick up the cheese, and put. It on the shelf, and as I do it, the other one. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, Time to go. I just pulled on this. We, we no, you're cool. Yeah, you're okay. cool. And oh yeah, I, I just beelined it, and I, that was one of the last times I, I stole. But yeah. I had it worked out. So like Monday, McDonald's had a, a, a two for two thing, and I'd buy four burgers, and that'd get me to Wednesday, where this place called McAdoo's had half price Hindenburgs, which are like sandwiches that are like two feet long, yeah. and they'd sell them in four sections, and I'd buy those half price, and that'd get me to the weekend, and then I'd just go to parties and eat, or recitals and something. Wow. Yeah, it was it was tough there for a little bit for me, and it was also because I, I was love proud. it. I love this story, actually. I mean, that, where does art come from? <laughs> Struggle. Struggle, right? I think. I think a lot of it comes from struggle. I, I don't think that I was ever, I never considered myself an artist until I had been through some shit, you know? Yeah. Until you had your heart broken, until you had had real disappointment. Then then I could bring pain. I could bring real pain. You know, everything yeah. up until that had been fake pain. And then when you like tap into your actual pain and put it out there, yeah. it was a different it thing. It feels real. And, and also, you have to need it too. You can't just want it. You have to kind of need right, it. Right. Like I needed the competition money. Like when I left Yale. Yeah. I mean, again, we get into story after story, yeah. well, but you know. That's why we're here, baby. Yeah, okay, well, there we go. You got enough, how much time do we have? But you know, well, you know, you were there. We, yeah. So Christian and I went to school at Yale together yeah. in uh, whatever year it was. <laughs> I was there 2000 to 2003. Yeah, I, w I showed up in 2002. No, 2000. You only yeah, you was, stayed one year. 2002, yeah, was it 2000? I think it was only 2000. It no, was, no, no, it was 2003. It was, was that, that was the year we did Figaro. Yeah, it was the year we did Figaro, but I came in the fall of 2002, I think. That's right. And it spent the year of 2003. So yeah. uh, I got accepted to the Adler Fellowship in San Francisco, yeah. the Young Artist Program there. and uh, Time to go. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is great. Adler paid. Adler paid, school didn't, right. you know, and gave me roles on a big stage at the San Francisco Opera, no, for you, God's sake. You, nobody yeah. blamed you of for course, doing what well, you had. One well, one person did. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, you know. But that's I, how that goes, too. Yeah. And that was something to learn because you're, you're going to disappoint people. Yeah. There's going to be people who don't agree with your choices, and you yeah. have to do what's best for you. Even, even if in that moment they turn to you and go, this is a terrible terrible mistake, mistake and you're, you're you never going to recover you have this. to trust your gut yeah you know? and I absolutely did yeah. I left but the thing is I, w I was broke as a joke man I had no money to move to San Francisco and Adler was going to give you what 30k a year I mean that was oh, like yeah. that was a fortune oh, compared to you nothing you have no idea I thought I have made it I'm going to buy a car I, exactly I, I, or a scooter <laughs> you know like so I, I because oh, I no it's okay yeah. uh, I uh I because I had I mean I had I had like dollars in my account not yeah. hundreds of dollars I you, I you know you, and so i ended up the last semester at yale as soon as i got in i i got a full-time well not full-time nine to three job at an architect's office answering a phone i was their secretary just to make some money to what just get to across make money the country? to be able to go across the country and i i i was i wasn't going to make it and then opera columbus or something had some competition i flew in and won five thousand bucks like two weeks before i moved and i, I blood I, I, money yeah exactly you probably won because I, you I, needed it more than anyone I think that was a lot to do. You're with like, it. I'm going to die trying yeah. to get yeah, this money. Yeah, exactly. And, but that that goes back to what we we're talking about: yeah. is that that struggle, yeah. that need. See, yeah. I needed to succeed. I needed to do that money. And you know, a lot of people at Yale uh, were, had negative feelings towards me because yeah. all the sudden, all of a sudden, I wasn't showing up in class anymore. Well, you're, I failed there, out of there was my an last abandonment. You know, because we all we were in this group, and we were, yeah. and it wasn't. Yes, we were all in individuals, but at the same time, we were like we were like. Um, 
you know, this one group focused, like we're going to make this show. We need, we need every, we need everybody facing the same direction for this to be successful. Yeah. We were learning about working within an opera company, but at the same time, you've got to make your own choices in life. You know, yeah. clearly it worked out for you. Clearly you made the right choice. It was way better for me to stay there as long as I could. Yeah. And, and, and earn it through that you know our, our paths were different but here we are back at the same damn place doing yeah. the same damn thing yeah and you go that was th- there's there's no one way to do things yeah no you're absolutely right i just remember wishing people weren't so salty about it you yeah. know because yeah. i mean they didn't realize like, you're talking about administration or are you talking no, about i'm singers? talking about i'm talking about the people that were in school with us yeah my 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 peers yeah and I remember them being like, well, Lucas doesn't come to anything. And oh, Lucas yeah. failed out of Yale. Yeah. I failed every class except for music industry. <laughs> Somehow I got a B plus. I did not go to one day of that class. <laughs> he just uh, liked you. I, I, no, I never met the professor. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, anyway, I don't know how. But anyway, yeah, I failed out of Yale, but I could afford to move to San Francisco. Yeah. And uh, it's right. because I was working my butt off. And also, I didn't come from money. Yeah. I couldn't just be like, Dad, I need money. Right, right. Well, no, I couldn't either. You yeah, know. well, I'm not saying, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that it was it was that or not move to San Francisco. Yeah. And I, and that was yeah. obviously the play. I I like this story. I don't like that it still burns you a little bit. Uh, not but, anymore. No, but you know what I mean. Like, but you wish it had gone better, or you wish people had been more understanding at the time. I do, but I, do. Um, uh, I, I think what it did is make you today. And so I say this to people all the time. It's like when somebody started telling me about their hard life or what they had to go through, or their struggle, and I go, "Well, I have to tell you, I love the person who's sitting in front of me. So I, I hope you don't have wanted to change a thing." You know, yeah. like somebody starts complaining about their parents, and you go, "Hey, wait a second! I, yeah, I think you're, sure. I think you're amazing. You came from those people, and yeah. they provided you genetics and environment. So they did something right. Yeah. They gave you something correct. You know, and so um, this was especially true after I had a child. I go, I forgive everything, whatever I was holding towards any adult in my life, I completely let go once my son was born. I was like, this is so hard." This takes so much energy, yeah. and we have you have no experience other than your instincts, your natural instincts as a parent. But there's no there's no handbook that's correct for everybody. There's yeah. no you, you, and so if your parents made a mistake along the way, or your dad threw money at a problem, or your mom your mom couldn't provide exactly what was needed, or 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 what you want. Forget about what you wanted. She, if she couldn't bring up what what was needed, and you hold that, well, that made Lucas, and Lucas is a fucking killer. You know what I mean? And Lucas scrounged and he figured out a way to win Columbus competition and get himself to San Francisco and, and screw over his friends at Yale or whatever whatever was going on back there. But this is what you had to do. And at the time, probably all those people were rooting against you. Oh, he's making a mistake. He's going to fail. What? Yeah. He's going to be in over his head. Let's watch him fail. Let's watch him fail. Yeah. You, you thrive off of that shit. That's fuel, man. Yeah, it is Don't fuel. you remember? I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I know I'm running you over right now. but Go for it. Did you ever watch Michael Jordan's... Um, um, Hall of Fame speech. Oh, yeah. I, I know exactly. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. it's hard to listen to. Yeah. Every story is somebody that burned him. Yeah. It's that 10 lit, stories. made the fire stronger that's inside right. of him. In yep. German, they call it Entplennen. Entplennen. It's this fire that's inside of you that you cannot put out. And it's the thing that drives you. It's the thing that gets you out of bed. And I thought, Michael Jordan is the greatest champion of, of all time. There's only maybe only Muhammad Ali is more recognizable in the world than Michael Jordan. Maybe, yeah. And you go, it was all the people that screwed him over that made that monster or that champion or whatever you want to call it. And you go, these people that that burned you or the people that doubted you, they gave you this gift, the yeah. gift of 
I'm going to sh- prove some motherfuckers wrong. Yeah. And I'm fueled by that too, man. I'm well, fueled yeah. by that too. Well, I don't think our motivation needs to be noble. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I was never so angry about it. I was more hurt about it. Yeah. I was like, we were, we're friends. You're like, I'm a nice man. I'm, I, an, yeah. I'm a good person. And, and, but yeah. I also, okay, so when it comes to that, like you talk about you know, your parents and then having a kid, you forget. Like I, I have, I've always seen people as people and not uh, good, bad, yeah. ugly, whatever. I've always, I've always tried to see, like my father, you know, my father was the best dad I could have had for somebody yeah. that wasn't in my proximity. Yeah. You know, he really was fantastic. You know, I spent every summer with him and I, so he I did tried, what he could, he did what he could, you yeah. know? And I look at people like that and I think it's important for people to, to, especially with their parents, cause we all become the, our parents, yeah. you know, psycho, uh, as much as says, we don't want as much to, as we don't want to, we yeah. can fight it as much as we want. So rather than fighting it, I caught myself saying, playtime is over, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my father would say all this all the time. time and I would go, in my head, I'd be like, why don't you let me know when it began next time? Like, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. me know when it's starting so yeah. that I can really enjoy it. Because yeah. it always seems to be ending <laughs> before yeah. I knew it was happening. Oh, I, I, <laughs> it's a constant struggle for me to like make sure that I'm saying the right thing as much as I possibly can. Or, I, I, literally, or I'll just go, hey! <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, <laughs> daddy used his strong voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, you're right. And you know what I do? I don't, I don't say, no, I didn't. I don't care. I'm an adult. I say, you're right. I did. Yeah. I'm really sorry. Right, 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 right. You know, but no, there's, there's a bigger point here, which is that there, people have good qualities and they have bad qualities. And if you're going to become a person, you should try and, and, and emulate their good qualities. Well, first of all, recognize what those are and say, you know what? I'm, I know I'm going to become this person. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. I mean, emulate the good things and tamp down the bad because I know I have all of it in me. And so it becomes this law of percentages for me where I'm thinking I'm going to try and be the best version of that person as I can. And if I take the good from my my step-parents and my parents and try and tamp down the bad that I know of them, then I have to fight that every day. I have to fight the bad. And I have to really try and move towards the good. All we can do is a little bit better than than them, right? Like, it's not the idea that we just do a little bit better. Like, our, there was no handbook for our parents. All they had was their mothers or their mother in laws who were yeah. meddling. You know, they, well, now they, you they, open up a can not, of worms. But you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a there's a, a plethora of information about how to soothe or how to yeah. con- how to fix all. Everything is at our fingertips, and our moms had maybe there was a book that was passed around by by generations or, yeah. or or whatever their mother did my 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 mother was born in her in her mother's bed that she wasn't even in a hospital like wow. you know like you, you, we're just trying to just do a little bit better than the yeah. than the people before when us when you say this it, it turns me into the thinking meacham because i i i think about <laughs> something even a little bit a little bit deeper than this all the time honestly yeah. it's why i'm an atheist it's why i'm a vegan yeah. is because Culture and tradition and sometimes religion dictates so much of what we do on a daily basis that we need to reevaluate it. Like, for instance, um, let's settle in. Let's settle in. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's get going, baby. Because, you know, like, I mean, well, I mean, again, I don't I don't want to have this be some vegan or atheist podcast, but we have to think about things. We'll talk about the theory of of it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because, I mean, and this is how I talk about veganism these days, because, I mean, people, you know, if I talk about animal abuse, it's like, well, you know, I've got bad material to start with to be have a good conversation. I got you. If we talk about the environment, if we talk about health. You know, you can find things that, anyway, so what I talk about these days is that when you first learned that it was okay to eat an animal, we were about five or six years old. And up until that point, they were our friends. They uh-huh. were chicken little or uh, three little pigs or, or, you or know, a you kitten s- or a kitten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And at five or six, we say, oh, 
we we respect these animals. You would never hurt them or eat them, but we, we it's okay to hurt and eat these animals, right. you know? And so all I say is that what taught us that was the fact that our parents were taught that, and yeah. their parents were taught right. that, and their parents, for anything, right. for slavery, for right. the, the, the subjugation of women, for whatever, whatever, right. it, was whatever it is. It was taught. It was yeah. taught. It right. was passed down. And because something's traditional or cultural, does right. it make it good at heart? But is there is there an argument to be made that something is instinctual? Yes, but I don't think that is. Okay. Like, you like, don't think I, eating meat is an instinct? Oh, no, absolutely yeah. not. I think instinctual is, is not shitting where you live yeah. or like uh, um, like an instinct to yeah. uh, love maybe right. or to hate right. or to – honestly, I think if we talk instincts, we're going to get into some really horrible instincts of human nature <laughs> that have been played out through the years. Fair enough. So, uh, again, I think, you know, again, we're kind of scavengers at our, at our, at our base species yeah, levels. Right. Levels. So, you know, if there's, a, if there's a dead buffalo out there and we can scare off some – animal and eat that we're right. gonna eat that right. if they're berries we're gonna eat those right you know at, at a species level but you know we're living in the year you know 2023 right. And, right, right, right. but i mean the bigger point though is that that we need i, I want to reevaluate not with my five to six year old brain when i was first taught something that i could take in right i want to reevaluate it with my current intellectual level and say is this moral it does this align with my values as i live right now i see yeah and that's the bigger question and right. that, that's what i'm talking about with this sort of parents hand down hand right, down right, right, am right. i going to raise my son the exact there's another example. am i going to hit my child am i going to hit my am child am i going to cuss at my exactly. child am i going to raise my voice am i going to scream like exactly. a banshee so you realize that just because you you were taught something when you were a kid traditionally culturally rel- religiosity whatever it doesn't necessarily make it moral good or align with your current intellectual status and so it's up to you in this moment to be like does this make sense you gotta reevaluate so i'm always reevaluating stuff i'm really always trying to rethink it i get worried by anybody who thinks they know what god wants and and so and so whenever i'm told by anyone or hear something where they say it's this yeah I recoil completely. Yeah. And so I, I can completely understand what you're saying. And, and, and I, was, I was a contrarian. Growing up, I was a contrarian. I know this to be true. I know I gave my parents a lot of trouble because if they said something, it, it, wasn't, it couldn't just be because I said so. Mm. I need, you, I'm, I, I'm too smart for you to say I said so. I was the opposite. Make it make sense yeah. now. Yeah. And if you can't, then it's bullshit. And I do that, I do that with people now. Yeah. If a director comes in and tells me to do something, I go, Why? That's not yeah. my instinct. Why? So you tell me why. If you yeah. can't convince me, I, I I lose interest in your opinion very very quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I go, well, you're super wrong about that. So do you do that publicly though? Because I do that in my head. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, look, man. You pulled out of a production because of it. I've never I've never been asked to do something so ridiculous. But if somebody says, uh, you know, on this line, do this, and I go, right, but that's not what I just said. And they go, well, that's it's just what we need you to do. So just disregard the text. And I go, yep. well, I can't do that. I can't hold up an apple and this say, here's a Ferrari. Yeah. It's not what I'm, you know, like, in, unless you can justify it. Yeah. Make it make sense. But if you can't, then you're full of shit. I agree with you. I've also had experiences where for two weeks of the rehearsal process, I was that way. Yeah. And I was, I felt like I was beating my head against the wall. Right. Well, you have to pick your battles. And then, but then something clicked with it. And it's become one of my favorite productions of Onegin I've ever been a part of. Tell so me. I kind of drank the poi- drank the Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. <laughs> the oh, I see. Well, you, you tried know? it. Well, I'll try I, anything. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tried it and I kept doing it. I was like, wow, this kind of works. I'm uh-huh. like an asshole for those first two weeks, you know? Well, then then own it, you know? Like, yeah. admit that. Yeah, I, yeah. I did. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's I'm, I'm big about uh, accountability, too. Oh, that was a thing. If we got, in, uh, you know, I was trouble when I was a kid. Of course, like all 13-year-old boys, you're trouble. Yeah. And so there were plenty of teachers who called home. You know, and if there was one thing, my par- my parents didn't care if I got good grades. My parents didn't care if I won the baseball game. They didn't care about any of that shit. 
They only cared if I was nice. Mm. Are you respectful? Are you nice? That was all they required of me as a child. Respectful and nice. They didn't they didn't even necessarily need me to work hard. They weren't they weren't that it wasn't that kind of like you need to achieve. It was none of that. Are you mm. respectful? Are you nice? And if I wasn't nice and respectful, I had to own it. I had to go back and apologize or I had to write a note or whatever whatever it was, I needed to make it right because if there's one thing you're going to do in this life, it's be respectful and be yeah. nice. And I and it's the thing I hold yeah, it's like, it's like the shining light it, it, of your, yeah. I don't mind if you've screwed up. Everybody yeah. screws up. Everybody is going to wrong you at some point. But if you own it, forgive it immediately. Yeah. Immediately. I, I'm big on that. You know what's even bigger for me? Fairness. I have this sense of fairness in me that honestly I have fought over, like gotten into fights because of, because I'm like, I'm not going to let you treat me this way, you know? And, and it comes from being treated really unfairly a lot in my life. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it, it it, it, it consumes me at times. It really so, does. So in what, what aspect are you talking about fairness? I'm talking about if I'm in a line at the grocery store yeah. and somebody tries to cut in the line oh, or well, sneak in or, well, or you know, yeah. just, just I am the guy that says something. Yeah. Oh, I'm I, the see, guy, I see. I see. Literally. Like, I, yeah. Like we all been waiting, oh, homie. Get to the back. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, yeah, oh yeah. God. I was, one, I was at LaGuardia. You never, you never tried to skip a drink line that was a little too long, Lucas? Uh, <laughs> you never were like, hey, no, buddy. Hey, honestly, old friend. <laughs> no. My, I'm telling you, man. I, I am, I am, I'm, I'm not a hypocrite about like that. Yeah, right, right, I, right, right. I, I, I hold myself to the same standard I hold most Well, I hope people. so, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, and, well, I don't want to get into road rage, but, you know, in traffic, I feel like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Isn't <laughs> it know? funny? Road rage scares me because yeah. I have, I have found my, I have found that I needed to calm myself down. Yeah. Because I thought, you're going to do something dumb. Yeah. You don't know who that person is. You don't know what they have. Yeah. But, but it, oh, it, it was always, it was like a safety thing. It was like you had threat. It was, it was like threatening my family's safety and mm. it made me turn white yeah. with rage. And you go, if I could kill you right now, I would. Yeah. Thank God we're in these cars because if I can get my hands on you, it would not end well. You know, that, yeah. there, there's something inside of you. If my family, if it's just me, that's different. The family's in the car. I'm a, I'm like the Incredible Hulk. Like yeah. you have fucked up, sir. <laughs> yeah, like you you have caused potential harm to my brood. Yeah. Oh, it's that Papa Bear instinct. Ooh, we're, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're I think we're. Maybe you'll disagree. I think if you skip lunch, you're grumpy. If you skip dinner that night, you're borderline snippy, angry. You skip a third meal. I think you could be violent. I think if you didn't eat for a week, you'd kill a guy. And so we're just a number of meals away from total animals. Yeah, you're we right, We pretend man. that we're civilized. We're only civilized as long as that grocery store is full. Because yeah. the second that grocery store isn't full, we're going to eat each other's dogs. Yeah. You know, like it's, and, it, and it will happen quick. Absolutely. I mean, I, 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 I love end of days, like, talk. And, like, zombie <laughs> apocalypse. I love this stuff. And, like, literally, I walk into a room, and the first thing I think is, what do I need to do if, if shit goes down? <laughs> literally, I'm, I'm looking at, 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 like, a prop and saying, that's a weapon. Who's the biggest guy in here? Could yeah. I handle this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no. Do I, can we can we link up and, and handle everyone else? Right. You know, <laughs> like, safety in numbers. Yeah, exactly. No, man. And at the end of the, I mean, so they they did they did. Uh, it was years ago. I read this article on Survivor. You yeah. know, the show Survivor. Sure. And um, they basically talk about like that whatever group you start with is the group that most often when they take it statistically yeah. makes it to the end 
and, and they stick together basically. So it's it's we're very tribal yeah, as a species. Right. So if we have a connection and we we are part of a group together, we will instinctually and, and I'm talking in our DNA, we will continue to be that group through thick and thin. I mean, they're, they're, and there are outliers. There are outliers of people betraying. Right, but for right, the most right, part, right. they betray the entire group. It's not like half of us split and become another group. I see. It's like from the beginning, we have our group and we are in our group. Yeah. Yeah. What's our group? I don't know if you're in my group. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, hey, wait. When shit, I'm on stage, down? when I'm on stage with all these clowns, and I and opera singers are my favorite people. They're the, they're more interesting than regular people. Yeah. All the drama, all the horseshit, all the bull. I love it. I love the personalities. I love the egos. I I I eat this stuff up, and I look around. And I go, this is your group. This is this group of absolute crazy misfits is your group. You're one of them. This is it, 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 I I can't. It was like an odd realization and proud moment. You were like, this is my people. These, I, I've known you for 20 years. I, I, I know you better than I know a lot of family members. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. is, this, is, this, is, this is our, our chosen, it's not chosen family, but it's our, this is who we decided to go to battle with. And, and, so, and, and I look around, I'm like, I like this group. This is a, this is, this is a badass group right here. The, I don't have friends who aren't wildly talented. I don't have friends who don't have headshots. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody yeah, yeah. I know is this certain <laughs> type of creature. Yeah. You ready for things to get salty? Yes. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. For and things I've, to get what? Uh, salty. Salty. What do you salty, mean? Salty. Like spicy. Salty. I disagree with you. And I want to tell you why. Yeah. I have become less and less like that. Yeah. I felt. I, okay. I, I'm saying with the exception of my people. Yeah. That I know real well. Right. I have less and less room for new people. Oh, so I'm with I, you I on that, baby. I don't, I don't uh, trust people. No, I, I don't trust new people. I don't trust. I don't trust new people. I, I don't have time really. Yeah. And if I do, I, I can't tell you. And you know what? There's but the, you engage the young kids way more than a lot. Oh yeah, no, no. I have time for. I'm talking about friend level. Let's hang out. Let's get dinner. Come people over. Who know? Yeah, you. people who know. Gonna let them into no, your little I, world. I yeah. love. I love my. Fans, my people that follow me, yeah. I, I love being there for them. They write me if they anyone that writes me on Instagram a message, I send them a voice memo back oh, answering well, that. That's message. the difference, man. I could never do it. Yeah, well, it's it's. I avoid the personal contact. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. I actually love that, but it's that middle level. I get worried I got, to let them in. I get worried. No, I don't mind at all. So, I get nervous to put pictures of my child up. Oh uh, yeah. I get nervous See, I get to put that. up pictures of Kelly because I don't, I don't like people talking about my family in a familiar way. Mm. And I put up a picture just even yesterday. My son finished third grade, and I was so proud, and I had big tears in my eyes, and I was like, I wanted to like, I just wanted to put this out there. I was so yeah, proud of my yeah, handsome yeah. boy, you know. And it didn't take long before people I never, I don't know, start writing you stuff, and I just go, ah, like I don't. It's it's more than it's not just like oh congratulations to your son. It was like they're using his name or they're they're commenting mm. on the way he looks, and you go. This is why I don't do this. I don't know where that comes this from, is why you know? I don't. That's, well, that's, that's we let them seated. in. This uh, this this podcast. I've let people into my world. I've let them into my brain. Yeah. But this is as far as I want that relationship to go. Mm-hmm. I, I want to share. I want to open up the conversation. But I I don't I don't want you to come through the door of my house. I want you to stay outside. And so uh, there, there's a fine line for me when it comes to the people that follow me and the fans that follow me. If a singer writes to me, of course I'm going to write them back. Yeah. If if um if it's somebody in our industry and they want a little bit of insight, I'm happy to do it. But if it's yeah. if it's a fan, an older fan, 
it just bothers me when they talk about my family familiarly. Hmm. If that's a word. Um, See, I actually always feel proud when that happens to yeah. me. When they're like, "Oh my gosh, I saw the picture of your son. He's so cute. That's so great." I don't know why that bugs me a little bit. Yeah, I feel like so I, I feel like I, I open the door too wide or something. Uh, I, I I get that. I think I, I I somehow feel safe yeah. because it's online, yeah. and then I meet them in person. They're not they're not they're not. I don't think anybody the grocery I, store. N- nobody means me ill harm, but every now and then there's one, and they're commenting on me like they're like they're truly in my brain. And you go, you know, this is the podcast, and I do tell you how I'm feeling, and I do share a lot, but. There's plenty you could never know about somebody. And I think it's yeah. that weird thing where you see somebody on TV every day and, that, and you're like, I know them. That's my friend. And you meet them in real life and they're not that excited to see you because they have no idea who you are. Yeah. And this, this disconnect happens that the fan doesn't quite understand. That's just part of fame, though. Yeah. That's just part fame. of Fame. I mean, you know? our I, version our, of our, fame. Yeah, yeah, our version of mild, mediocre fame, whatever it Twice is. Twice a know? week in New York, Opera some young fame. singer's like, hey! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're at LeVan <laughs> Bakery and they're like, are you Lucas Meacham? Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, hey! I had a, I had a kid and, Stopped me in the gym recently, the YMCA, uh, uh, the, uh, the West Side Y. You little skinny kid, and he's like, "Oh my God, I didn't think I was going to see the devil today." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I find those uh, those interactions charming. And yeah, I, I don't give mind as that. Much I don't as mind I can that. To yeah. it. I guess I guess I see. I just always feel like there's this filter of it being online, yeah. and you know what? You don't know what people are going to think if they see you out, and they don't know you. You know, right, it's like right, people right, could right. think that, and it's like you just can't control the thoughts. And I also think that, um, like. Again, when you talk about family, it's hard for me to say this. So maybe I'll, I'll exclude the family thing because honestly, I, I, whatever you decide to do is the right thing. Right. It's your family, oh, yeah, of, course, of course, and I respect yeah. it. But I think, especially for me, I get negative comments all the time. And you know what I'm like? Thanks for caring. Thanks for the hey, thanks man. for the view. Thanks they're for talking the about you. They're thanks talking for about the message. You. Thanks yeah. for the reply. Yeah. All you're doing is right, building right, my right. brand. Uh, um, uh, Costello does this, you know, because Costello can't help himself but engage with people who say shitty oh, things. Yeah. He it's can't so help easy it. Easy to just he can't. Not. I don't know. I, I said, man, why don't engage? If you, yeah. Look, listen, everybody. If you write something shitty, I guarantee you, we read it. I guarantee you, we read it. And and people who people comment on YouTube. I mean, they would never say this stuff to your face. It's so brutal yeah. sometimes. And Costello will reply to them with like the hug emoji, like, oh, you need a hug. You hate me. You know, like, yeah. And I go, what are you doing? Don't, don't engage. This is what they want. You know what? This, you know what the best <laughs> thing is, is when your fans and followers engage for you. There, they oh, that. there you and go. That, that's have, why you don't engage. Happened. Somebody go, oh, Van Horn yeah. doesn't come over so good on the radio. And they'll be like, I was in the opera house and you should have heard it there. Like, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. That, that, that is the goal right yeah, there. Right, right. People who defend you when you're not yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. It's like, thanks. I appreciate y'all having... And the thing is, we give so much. Right. It's nice to have a little something back like that. That's yeah. so nice, yeah, right? Uh, so, you know, if you're listening out there, defend me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I want to I backpedal a little because I, I think we brushed over a really important topic and I want young singers to know what the opera world was like pre... And I, I, I've, I've thought a lot about that. Again, I'm, I'm, I think I just can't turn this off ever. And I think a lot about shit. And so I think pre maybe the uh, first financial collapse in like 2008, nine, you know, opera was the opera world. Tell me, I, I'm curious what your take is on this. I think the opera world was a different beast. And Bef- it changed. Pre when? Pre? Pre financial collapse. You remember when all of a sudden... 2008. They, 2008, 2009, 2010. Because yeah. again, the, the, the dominoes fall and it hits classical music quickly but also late yeah in some ways and so before that 
I would go, there would like literally, we'd, I'd go do a gig and because everybody's there from some for, foreign place or there's somebody there, like say Sam in Paris yeah. and I've got all sorts of people there. We're hanging out, we're going out, we're drinking, we're having a great time. I found that that has gone away a lot. And it, even, even at that point, it was, you were kind of not judged it on, got but smaller. expected to be the person that throws the next party. Well, that, uh, my friend, that was your reputation for a long time. Yeah, well, the, because I thought that's how the business worked. You, and you I gained were, a lot you of were success. The, you were the gatherer. I was the gatherer yeah. because, first of all, I was good at it, and yeah. I'd always been that guy. Well, you, were, you, were, you genuinely enjoyed people. Yeah. yeah. I'm a people person, 100%. Yeah. You, want a, you want a lot of people around. You want good food and good drink and good laughs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I always wanted that. And, You're and Papageno. I feel like I got burned because the business changed, and I didn't realize it. You know, all of a sudden I'm inviting people to my stuff and they come and nobody else throws another get together. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, I should invite more people. I'll be in Santa Fe and I'm inviting the tech technicians. I'm inviting the assistants. So you're, you're hoping for I'm, the reciprocating. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, no, no, it wasn't even the reciprocating. It was the all of a sudden it became not like, yay, the general directors. I mean, I went to, to, to Salzburg when I was there visiting a young, young singer. I didn't I wasn't singing there. I was just right. visiting Paul Groves. Right. And like literally. Uh, Dominic Mayer was there, like the, the, the conductors were there, the, uh, the general director was there, yeah, the casting director right, was there, right, and, right, right. and we're out till three and we're falling into the bushes having right, a great right, time, right, you know? I feel like I heard that story actually. Yeah, okay, you probably have. <laughs> I've, then, I've worked with Paul a lot. So I thought to myself, this is how the business is run, uh, this is how you make a name for yourself. And Not you were, you were going to thrive exactly, because you were so good in exactly this situation. Exactly what I thought, and you know what, had it happened 10 years earlier, I think I would have. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, because it right, was more right. about that. Or died along the way. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, I became the party boy, the frat boy. You were because the, you, I was that the was, only one doing it. That was definitely your reputation, party, yeah, and frat I, boy. It took yeah. me five to six years to get away from that. Yeah, that that reputation. Even yeah. though I'd stopped and I'd gotten married and I wasn't, you know, whatever, yeah. doing all this stuff. First impression is everything. Yeah, Lucas. Huge. When I met you, you had a pitcher of beer in each hand, and you had no cup. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you were walking around a bar, and you were filling everybody else's cup. Everybody, everybody was getting drinks. And, and it was like, oh, he's the ringleader. And I was freshly married. And that's why we didn't hang out. Because yeah. I was like, that's not the way to success for me. Yeah. I said, I, I won't make it. If I do this, yeah. I won't get what I want. And so I recoiled from all of that mm -hmm. life. And and it, and it made me sad because it looked like a great time. It looked like it a, was great, a great It was a great time. It was a great time. And, and, sure. and because, and, I, and I'm sure even at the time I thought, this is not good for him. Yeah. This is not. He, well, you were right. He's known as the party boy. He's known as right. the guy who drinks too much. He's known as the guy who shows up late and his and his suits wrinkled. Like that was your reputation. I was mm -hmm. like, I can't. I won't survive that reputation. Yeah. And I and I couldn't. I wasn't my brother's keeper. You know what I mean? It was just like, you do you. I'm going to do me. And this is what I had to do. Yeah. And here we are. These two different paths come right back to the same damn spot. And so you go. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. do you? There's no rules here, and especially yeah. after COVID, the rule book is out. Yeah, that's true. That that pre 2008 version that died after the financial collapse. Yeah. Well, that version has now also died yeah. again, and the yeah. new thing has has come up. Uh, and you just you got to be ready. That's and it's important to, to be able to pivot and be flexible in this thing too. If this thing is going to change again, it's going to change and, again. And we've seen the landscape change, and singers aren't being paid the way they used to. Yeah. And singers used to be famous. They're not famous anymore. They tried this thing yep. where they tried to make directors famous, and that didn't work either. And yep. so we're going <laughs> to... There's cycles. There's directors yeah. are famous, or then conductors are famous, or then singers are famous, and there's this cycle that it goes What in. do people show up for? What are they here for, Lucas? 90% of, of the audience, what are they here for? 
Well, you say 90%. It's funny. I want to say The Voice, but they're probably there to catch a show and hear a good time. It's what do you voice. think? It's The Voice. Ah. They want to hear the human voice sing beautiful music. Yeah. 90%. And, and if we start catering to the 10%, we're going to lose that bigger group. In yeah. my humblest of opinions. And yeah. nobody's going to let me run anything. And nobody cares about my opinion. But if... If you put Jamie Barton in a in a folding chair in the middle of the stage and made her sing the menu from Fiorello's, I'd pay money. <laughs> That's how much I love her voice. That's yeah. how much I here she is right here. This is this is Jamie. She's saying. <laughs> That's what she's saying. That's Jamie Barton. Uh, if if you put Angela Mead uh, in a in a in a cage over on the side of the stage and and uh, 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 and and make her sing happy birthday i'm gonna pay money for it that's how good she is and so i in my heart i i believe that's why people are here and i think that's why the most incredible performances that i've been a part of is when somebody gives you that lush voice Mm -hmm. and bleeds for you just for a minute show you this is this is what i believe people are there for what's crazy is as you're saying this i'm feeling like it's somehow a contentious thought (laughs) <laughs> oh it is you know, it, 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 it is. should be this yeah and you know you know again we've both been burned on this yeah because we both thought i just need to sing beautifully yeah. i just need to keep doing the best i can vocally and impressing people and every time i go out on stage i need to do it better than the last yeah. and i will achieve success and it's just it should be so simple yeah but it's not yeah, i know and I know. and and whether it's i mean again i don't want to go into the the specifics of what is hireable or more desirable these days oh but it's that's not, out the window too man it's yeah. not necessarily always the voice yeah you know that's all i'm saying yeah and so I actually recognized this, and I thought, it was well, very judicial I don't you. have a six-pack, you know, yeah. like back when that was the way to be a baritone. You know, I, I, I don't have that. I'll just keep trying to sing well. Well, you know. look, that worked for him or the three of them or whatever. You know, like that that was their gig. Yeah. And, and you could try and join that gig, but if that's not you, that's not you. And so I would just Couldn't rather put be... put me on the fork. I <laughs> would just rather be... Somebody said this to Girov early in his career and they said oh my god you're going to be the next Boris Kristoff and he says I think I'd just rather be the first Nikolai Girov even if that's more diminished than than Boris Kristoff and you go that is all there is to it you can better yourself you can make yourself younger looking you can make yourself in better shape or look more like the leading man you could that that helps yep but if you stop being Lucas we don't want it you know what I mean yeah I, I know so well what you mean because I tell Almost every student, I hear so, so not that I, I teach a lot, but I do teach a little and yeah. I do master classes, yeah. even more than that. But like, I, uh, when I work with young singers, especially lower voices like you and me, yeah. and like, well, especially <laughs> you and me, uh, <laughs> and, and mezzos, I swear, almost every young mezzo, baritone, or bass I hear, the first thing they think in their heads before they create a sound, well, first of all, create a sound, they make their sound, yeah. is, I better be a bass. I better be a baritone. I better be a mezzo. I better you mean sound fall, fall like into it. the. I, I, no, yeah. I need to sound like this. I right, need to. Right. If I and and I tell them, I said. It's like those things you were talking about with the parents teach. Where, where somebody's teaching you religion, or somebody's teaching yeah. you about your, your diet. Like it's just like you either fit into this box or we can't use you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I need to be baritonal before I need to make my sound. Yeah, and I tell I people, if you are a baritone, you don't need to make a baritonal sound because you are. You just are. Uh, and like like we all have our own unique vocal thumbprint. Yeah. And, and it can only be that. It can only be that. And as soon as you add, or, or add, subtract, or push, or do anything that's other than that, that's not breath support, basically, yeah. you are diminishing yourself. 
the, the, my Met debut was uh, Pistola and Falstaff, and it was James Levine conducting. And he he didn't like me from the, from the get-go. I could, you could smell that I wasn't his flavor. And he was hard on me. And we got to one of those uh, music rehearsals in List Hall. I know you've been a part of those List Hall music rehearsals. And, and uh, he got to me, and he refused to learn my name. He called me Pistola, you know, like, yeah. and uh, fine, whatever, fine. And uh, he said, could you be bassier? It sounds like there's three baritones in the room. And I artificially darkened my voice for the maestro. In the moment, I caved. I yeah. caved quick because I wanted his eyes off of me. I, I yeah. wanted him to pull focus somewhere else. And so I put on this big, artificial, oh, big, big stupid bass sound, you know, like completely inauthentic to what I had been doing for 15 years or 12 years or whatever it was. Yeah. Completely the given you the success up until that point. Put me in the room, yep. had been this thing, and I threw it out in one second to make the maestro happy. And I did that, and I was so ashamed. And I was like, I'm never going to do that again. Never going to do that again. And I didn't. I didn't do it for the rest of the production. I said, you're just going to deal with me. You're going to deal with my voice. And when we got into the theater, he backed way off because I could fill the space, and he, and he backed way up but, yeah. and, and, and ended up liking me more. You know. But in that moment, I, he compromised because I didn't fit into the box of what he thought that was supposed to be. And you go, Some, somebody that you work with gave me this job. Why don't you go talk to them? Yeah, exactly. And if we and I don't want to be anywhere I'm not wanted. I don't I don't I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's my Met debut with James Levine's gonna be on PBS. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere I'm not wanted because the places that do want me love me. Yeah. Let me go be there, you know, and, and so <clears throat> he was old and broken and all that all his shit was about to blow up anyway. But in the time, I just thought you you bent for that guy in this in this rehearsal. Mm-hmm. That was that was the first and last time you're ever going to do that. If you don't want me, uh, let's let's shake hands and move on. Like, I, like that that was That's that so was such it was a great lesson for me. I've always envied people like you because I've I've I, I don't know maybe I talk a big talk, but I've never been that guy. I'm a yeah. people pleaser. Yeah, I really am a people pleaser. But you're not gonna you're not gonna t- come off your voice to sound something else. Well, it's more sounds that like I there's a tenor so, in the room. I, I Lucas. get so tired yeah. doing it vocally. I'm like I just I do it. For, I'm like okay, I'll give you a little bit, and then I'm like <clears throat> okay, I have to go back to this because I can't maintain. You know, <laughs> but yeah. Oh man, should we open that can of worms that people think I'm a tenor? Well, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard I'm it before. I've heard it before. I'm, I am. I'm right on the cusp. You know, I've got to be flat. You know, I think I could sing the shit out of Zygmunt, honestly. You know, and maybe someday you will. And maybe someday I will because the reinvention. You know All rules are off. You know, we were talking about Paul Groves earlier. Paul yeah. Groves, in my opinion, in, in, in my view, reinvented himself three times. Yeah, oh, well, we can get into that. Do you know what I mean? Like not just him, but like the fact that you have to as a singer because you can't. Have yeah, but a he he career. did it. He did it with with seem with ease. Mm. He was the Mozart guy. Twenty years. This, yeah. If you were doing Mozart in the world, you use Paul Groves. Yep. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Everywhere he sang Tamino, and Ferrando, and, and Ferrando Cosi. Yeah. Ev- the, yeah. In the whole world, he did it, and then. You you become forty five and nobody wants to hear your Tamino anymore. Well, you've done it everywhere, and, so you got to pivot. And you got to pivot, and then he he turned into French repertoire, and he did yep. that for ten more years. And now yeah. in in the he's still there, still at the Met working, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to sing contemporary music. Fuck it. Yeah, and he even sang Parsifal as well. Right, and, like and, let me just so, yeah. let me let me step into this ring too. Like yeah, it's he, he for me. Paul is one of the great lessons in surviving. Yeah, Matt Bowenzani's because if right he now. Had, yeah Matthew too like. Because if, if Paul had tried to hang on to handsome Mozart tenor, 
Yeah. You're just going to get replaced by somebody younger and cheaper. Well, that's also good for young singers to know is that, you know, you have to do what you do best and as long as people want to hear you do it. Yeah. And the thing is, there's the next you nipping oh, at your heels. They're already in the room, Lucas. They're, yeah, they're, they're already in the, in the room. room, man. So, like, like I mean, I, I'm very fortunate right now that I'm still doing Don Giovanni's and, and yeah. Contes oh, and, and things like that and Barbieri's, but I'm also moving into the Verdi repertoire as well. What's so. unbelievable is that you and I have crossover stuff. It makes no yeah. sense to me because they <laughs> they because people call you a tenor. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and people, no, nobody has ever called me a bear well maybe a couple times but yeah but you know our, our escamillos and our don giovanni costumes it, they yeah. don't even have to take them out it's just yeah. i just get in it <laughs> exactly. and then you get in it <laughs> it's still warm <laughs> do we need to take these pants in nope nope, nope. they're good <laughs> they're good matter of fact you have a bigger jacket <laughs> this happened to be in tight. paris was, was christian like see. working out a lot yeah. yeah you should see my 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 dresser i she needed help in paris <laughs> to get me in that little ass which one uh, emily uh, 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 who was it? Was it Emily? I don't remember. But anyway, she uh, literally, she basically, you know, the, that scene where they're dressing uh, Cinderella, you know, or yeah, whatever, yeah. and they're putting their, no, she's dressing the stepsisters, she's putting her foot in their yeah, back yeah. and stuff and pulling the things tight. <laughs> oh my God, am I going to, and I'm singing, I'm walking around like fat guy in a little coat, you know, and this coat, and literally, and they even told me at the end, oh, we're going to, we're going to order the big, a bigger jacket. Because right now it we has have to come, and it has to come from the Netherlands or yeah, Germany because yeah, French it, people are not that big. Yeah, no, Spain. It was because yeah. it was a real deal Toreador jacket. Oh. That real deal, the hard one, you know, the one they wear oh, at the yeah, end. I know, that I know. I know. Yellow, yeah, yeah. yellow one. Yeah. yeah. When you got to pop one more big note out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I had the, the tension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't cover that. <laughs> <laughs> Just wide open. No, no, I actually do. I, I covered a little bit. I, yeah, a little, little. I sang my share of Escamillos, and I did it in a lot of places, and I've got uh, two more. Yeah. And I think I think I might hang it up after that. I don't are know. Are you ever happy? No, no, I'm no, never no. happy in Escamilla. No, no, no. I'm happy. I I think it's written for a bass baritone, honestly. And so I've got the bottom yeah. and I've got the top. Yeah. I don't have the shape. I'm not the shape of a Toreador. Uh, six foot five is not... These guys are like five two. Oh, yeah. They're tiny. Svelte. You know, like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not any of those things. But If a bull gets them, they just fly into the stratosphere. <laughs> right. But I'm uh, vocally, it's exactly what I want to sing. Yeah. I'd much rather sing a high F than a low wow. F. Okay. So you... Yeah. See, for me, I... Wow. It's too low, right? It's too low. Right. And, but the thing is, the and top for a bass, it's way too high. Nice. Yeah, for a bass, it's too high. But yeah. I'd say even bass baritones, you know, it's like sometimes it, 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 it's yeah. almost everyone I hear it. I think I think the perfect voices are you, somewhat Kyle Kettleson, Kyle, you know, yeah. like uh, yeah. oh, who's who's this? Uh, Speedo's going to be great at it too. Somebody who rings oh, yeah. higher. Yeah, who yeah who 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 has the extension, yeah. but also has the depth in the bottom. And so I don't know. I I just never feel great. I know. I okay. turn it down forever. And you know what? I Name start, a good one. Uh, uh, you, 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 we said Kyle and Speedo, but name name a historically great Escamillo. I, I'd listen to Sam sing it all day. Sam, yeah, okay. Sam looked it. He looked it, but he had the top too. Yeah, I of mean, course he, he had, had the, the top. top. You're right. You're right. Sam was great at it. Yeah, there just weren't a lot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it, hard it to say. It beat up on a lot of guys. Cheryl Mills hated it. He told well, me he hated it's doing it. It's one of those roles that, that, that also people have so many expectations. You can't please everyone. You yeah. can't please hardly anyone. It's you like can either, Carmen you or You can Don either Giovanni. sound like Escamillo or you yeah. can look like Escamillo. Yeah. You cannot do both. <laughs> and neither the two shall meet. <laughs> I saw a lot of guys come undone. I, you know, I sang 50 or 60 performances of Zuniga. And mm. so I did it with guys. And they'd come off stage, and they or they'd come into the dressing room. I, I could name three guys that came into the dressing room with that look on their face like, I think I'm gonna have to leave, and mm. a lot of them did leave. You oh know, my God. you know, See, handsome, handsome guys. You know, the oh, guys that yeah, really yeah. looked like it, and yeah. they were coming undone. And yeah, like, well, it's not an easy role. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's you come out with no warm up, and you jump on the table, and you sing you arguably sing. the most famous tune in the history of yeah. music. 
and that he put in la- last minute. And it, and it's like and go. Yeah. Be it's awesome. Terrifying. Shot out of a cannon. Shot out That's of a cannon. Aimed yeah. at the ground <laughs> for me vocally. Yeah. Rough. Well, you wrote to me when you were singing this Camille in Paris, and you're like, hey, man. Uh. Oh, Jesus, no. You remember? That's right. Well, the thing is, I just sung it at COC in Toronto. You're like, what the, what the fuck is going What am I yeah, doing wrong? What is, what is happening here? And the thing is, the, they, I could not get more applause for Toreador in COC. And yeah. I, I went a little back to back. You know, yeah. I flew to Paris from Toronto. You just kept and it rolling. Like, like all of the, all of the, the, the reviews were like, oh, the best Escamillo we've ever seen. Oh, it's incredible. And to Paris is like, <laughs> it was like, what happened? What happened? I was on, I was on, uh, and cloud nine with you. Hear that? That even the great Lucas Meacham has a hard time. Everybody should hear yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I do. I try not to let it get. To me. Well, I don't think we should show that everything's great. I th- yeah. I think that's what I do here. Is I'm like, the, the reality is this. Here's yeah, the reality. Yeah. You that's know? why people love it, man. Yeah. It's like you 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 tell it like it is. Just know what you're getting yourself into, because yeah, we're in a. We're in a beautiful hotel suite right now. Like this is this is it, right? This is this is what we had hoped for. This this, this yeah. room that we're sitting in right now is what we had hoped yeah. for. Uh, but what comes with it is <laughs> is what I want to is what I want to illuminate to. Yeah, you. and there's yeah. no making it. People, I, oh, I get this I question: Hey, what's it feel like to make it? Yeah, I'm like, it took me is there twenty. Someone years. else here that, it that took you me, think made it? It took me twenty years to become an overnight success. Yep, there yeah. you go. That's <laughs> yeah, but but even that, I don't even think. Of myself is, uh, I don't want to say not successful, but I don't yeah. think of, I, I haven't made it. I've got so many goals. Yeah. I mean, I literally, I look at some people. There's a lot I look of at dunes what, ahead of yeah, me. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of dudes ahead, a lot of dudes. My, oh, dunes, by dunes. Oh, yeah. I'm still <laughs> walking. I'm, I'm still in the desert. Mountains. I, I got a lot more I'm things to walk over. Like yeah. like yeah. Mariana's Trench yeah. and then yeah, Mount yeah, Everest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and mean, when I don't feel that anymore, I should get out of the yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you think you gave a perfect show, that should yeah. be your last. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know I the, beat Larry in ping pong yesterday in doubles, like, and I was like, done. I'm, done. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, he, of course, he buys the paddles with the biggest spin. You know, it's like he, he literally just will spend money to become better. And, and I, I, going wrong. Larry has I, put I get that. thousands of hours into racket <laughs> games. Racket games, yeah, exactly. You know that joke, by the way, where they say um, they say there are four stages of a career? Yeah. I yeah. Know, yeah, go ahead. Okay, you know, they say the first stage is, uh, who's, who's Christian Van Horn, you know? Who's this guy? And then they say, ah, we... Uh, um, Get me Christian Get Van Horn. Get me Christian Horn. Van Horn. Yeah. Thank you for walking me down this. And then they say, we've got Christian Van Horn. No, no, no. The next one is... Get me someone like Christian Van Horn. Oh. And then the fourth one is who's, who's Christian, Christian Van, Van Horn? Horn. Okay, all right. Well, you tell that a lot better than I do. But I no, think I'm at, so I think true. I'm at the I'm at the second half of the second stage. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm next so, one is gonna be like, get me a cheaper version of Christian cheaper, Van Horn. <laughs> exactly. Get me a younger, well, yeah, cheaper younger, version cheaper, of Christian better Van Horn. Looking, that's yeah. that's right around the corner. Yeah. And I know I mean, you're covered by people. I'm covered by people. You can smell you can smell the blood in the water. Yeah. And they're circling. Just the way I was. Yeah. Of I, course. I covered heavy I always covered heavy guys. Yeah. And I was just like, mm, mm. that's gonna be mine soon. Yeah. You know, and I it was it was what motivated me. I covered Jim Morris, you know what I mean? You were just like I want all of that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I it was it wasn't it wasn't personal. Yeah. It was it was it was it was personal against myself. I was like, ah, that's what I'm gonna. If, if he can do it, I can do it. Somebody's yeah. gonna do it. And then when when suddenly I didn't feel like there was an American base to talk about or American based baritone that was I didn't really I thought there was a gap. I felt a gap. Yeah. That people had aged out or people had moved on. And I was like, there's nobody like 
going to grab this thing. Yeah. Better be you. Yeah, grab the ring. Grab now, should quick, we, before somebody else does. We should know? talk about Americanness because this is something that, that a lot of young singers don't know about is that it's actually a bad word in Europe. Americanness. American. Being you mean, American. You mean you being motivated. Uh, no, I'm saying that being American, you have to work harder than anyone else. And we're known for working harder. And it's because we are viewed in Europe as tryhards, as as brown nose, as 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 people who inauthentic. are... Inauthentic. Yeah, inauthentic. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so I I have run into this a lot. And yeah. I've been told this a lot. Yeah. You know, well, he's just too... I, I, I sang... Uh, I won't say where. But I sang an audition in which the general director said it's the best audition I've heard in five years. Dot, dot, dot. He's just a little too American. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what the fuck? Right. What does that mean? And you know, I completely changed the way I act in Europe especially. And in America, I actually changed the way I act everywhere and then realized I don't have to do it as much in America. Uh-huh. And I walk into the room, I'm all business, man. Yeah. I am all business. I am ready to work. I am right. not everybody's no friend. No bravado. Yeah. I, but that's how I, the thing is, because that's how I grew up. That's yeah. what I have inside of me. Yeah. That's why we're-, we're A little you know, humility. I, yeah. yeah. Not just humility, but like, like I, I wanted to be everyone's best friend. And uh-huh. if you weren't my friend, I took it personally. Right, right, you right, know? right, right. And right, I right, wanted right. to invite everybody. I wanted to get everyone. Everybody wait, wait, loves I everybody. I literally thought, every, we're all in this together doing right. this really difficult thing away from our families and our homes. Right. Let's, let's, let's support have some each brotherhood. Other. Let's have right. some fraternity. Let's have, yeah, let's support each other. And it's just not the real world, no. you know? And yeah. so then now when I go to Europe, I am the epitome of class because I have to, I have to be more than. Mm-hmm. Because we know... We know so many friends of ours who are not classic. We start at a deficit. Exactly. I was talking with um, James Conlon about this recently. I said, yeah. I said, thank you. Thank you so much for hiring me to sing Tannhäuser with you. Yeah. Because I feel like I don't get to, it is the perfect role for me. Sure. Because, you you know, it's literally got the beautiful pianissimo singing. It has uh, to be. It's pizzicato strings and harp music all night until act three. And then you got to bring your big guns. Right. Because you're singing now with Venus and Tannhäuser. Yeah. But and you've already done what you do best at that Yeah, point. exactly. You can blow it out. You can blow it out. You can yeah. let it go. Act three and you're done. Right. And I feel like that is exactly what I do. Mm. And, uh, well, there's not any high notes. If they had high notes, it'd be a perfect role. <laughs> but, like, uh, but I just thanked him for doing that because I feel like a lot of people don't look at me for it because I'm, uh, I'm American. And he's, and he's American, you know? And yeah. he says, Lucas, you have to work. Tw- I, I, I've been through the same thing. And I've had to work twice as hard for half of the work. I I, I it's the first time I've agreed with him, but yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, I, I, and I, I really have always Alexander Neef said something and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say what he said. <laughs> um, Alexander Neef said, I love American singers. I said, tell me why, what is it? Tell me why you love American singers. He says, because you guys can sing anything. Hmm. He says, French tenor can only sing French repertoire. He said, German bass can only really sing German, German repertoire. He says, but Americans can sing all repertoires. He says, you are trained different. You come to the table different. Your confidence is different. You're not afraid to jump both feet into that deep water over there. And, and, and he loved it and respected it. And Alexander, I know he's been great to you. He's been, he's been one of my greatest benefactors has been Alexander Neef. And um, I love that he said it because I do think that we have this work ethic put into us that is second to none yeah i don't you're absolutely right i'll bet on the american work ethic over any other work ethic that i've ever been around in the vocal in in in, in opera yeah 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 yeah. okay you know there's people who work harder but i'm just saying as far as like what we do for a living yeah our our people come 
we come heavy. You know, we're, yeah. we're, well, we're, we're also, not... the fear of God has put us into us in conservatories. That's <laughs> oh, the yeah. thing. And in school, That's true. you know, you're a dummy, like, you're a dummy. You don't speak the language. You don't speak the language. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't, as a matter of fact, Caroline Woodfield told me once, I told you this, you know, cause she, uh, you know, she's your, your, your gal. And I love Caroline, but yeah. she told me once, if you don't speak all, uh, you know, the four major languages fluently, yeah. you will not have a career. And I was crushed because I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not, I, yeah. I, I'm good at singing in languages. That's not true. It's, it's not, not true. A true statement. It's not yeah. a true statement, but yeah. she told it to me. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 and again, at that point, I, everybody was my best friend. And yeah. of course, every piece of advice from someone in the business is something I took as, as uh, And as from her, you would take it, you would yes, take it. Yes, I took it. And, and she, yeah. and she's given me great advice. Uh, and that was just happened to be one thing that, that yeah. wasn't so. And, uh, and yeah, so my, you know, my language skills did get better because of that statement for right. sure. Right. Because, you know, I, I fear learned a bunch of languages. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know? Well, that's the thing. Like, look, in France, I can, I can order dinner. I can I can ask people how their family is. I can I can, we can talk very superficially, but I'm I'm never I'm never going to speak philosophy in French. Yeah, it's never going to happen. I don't have time in my life for You're it. You're not going to read the fine print. I I I don't have time in my life for it. I, I I'm already half I'm more than halfway through this. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hey, look at Placido. What an inspiration, right? How many more years do you want to go? I dude, honestly. Uh, you got a number? Uh, 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 you want to run, I, it, you want to run to it into it. the ground? I, I want to run it into the ground. You know yeah. why? Tell me. It's because I've, I've seen people at their peak and then hear them again as they have overpeaked yeah. and they live off their name. And yeah. I want to live off my name a little bit. Okay. I don't, I'm not one of these. I want to, I want to go gracefully into the night. Yeah. I don't want to go gracefully into the night. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to experience everything there is. I want to be a performer. I want people to enjoy the fact that my experience speaks for me, even when my voice is not 100%. I don't mind it not being 100%. I might I I cuz I still think I'll have something to give. Yeah. So I But you can be humbled. You can you can sing sing uh fourth tree to the left someday. I'm not talking about fourth. I'm talking about, you know, They're not going to uh, let you sing Don Giovanni when you're 65, my uh, friend. Yeah, who knows? Be the who first. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look at Leonucci singing Barbiere still. Okay, but Leonucci sounds like 20 years younger than he is. Yeah, well, hopefully I will too because yeah, I've okay. always sung light. Fair. You yeah. know, that's the thing is I'm waiting for my reward still yeah. of never over-darkening and covering This is what gets sound. me nervous about light singing. And I was talking about this with a dancer one time. and or No, no, it wasn't a dancer. It was a Broadway singer. And Broadway singers do not get paid well. Even the best the best gig in New York, you're not getting paid well. Why? Because you can be replaced by a kid. Mm. You can get replaced by a 20-year-old who is more handsome or more beautiful than you are. And they'll do it for less. And they'll have more yeah. energy. And yeah. they'll be less of a pain in the ass. And, yeah. and I think myself at 45 years old, I can't be replaced by a 20-year-old. Yeah, because I don't sing light repertoire, and so light repertoire makes me nervous. Ah. because unless you're the greatest ever, you're getting expensive. Lucas yeah. Meacham is expensive, and at some point you're going to cross into this realm of grow or die. Yeah, no, oh, you're. This is exactly. I, I hinted at this yeah. earlier, and it's. I I like it. Think of it as ladders on on uh, rungs on a ladder. Yeah. You know, and even when you're singing repertoire, it's like you start and you sing, you know, early music, Mozart and yeah. everything. And that's great. Right. And then you've got, you know, your Enies, Etties, you know, that sort of, you know. Start to get into bel some canto, bel canto stuff. Verdi. Yeah. Then Verdi's got two levels on the rung. That's true. And then you've got, you yeah. know, Strauss, you've got Wagner, and then you have contemporary music. Right. And the point, like we were talking about Paul Grove's career. Yeah. He, 
climb the ladder almost a rung at a time. Yeah. And that's what you have to do because after 10 years of people hearing me sing Don Giovanni, I mean, I'm still singing Don Giovanni, but for the most part, we've heard, hear, we've heard it. We've heard it. We've heard it. I've sung it in a who, lot of places. Who else is going to do you know? it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, Let's right, hear right. the next guy. Right. So I'm moving into, you know, Donizetti. I'm moving into uh, Bel Canto Repertoire. Verdi. Yeah. I'm singing, you did that Fedora at the Met. That yeah, was real good for you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that that's that's where I'm headed. But the thing is, I look in the future. I think I've got Macbeth. I've got Forza. I've got there Rigoletto. You go. I've got Rigoletto. I've got good Wagner. for you. Yeah, yeah, boy. No doubt, man. Thing is, I've got no. I've got the notes for Rigoletto. I think I think what we learned from Tom Hampson is that you don't have to fit in the box. Yeah. And that this term Verdi baritone may be correct for certain type but that doesn't mean it's the only person that can do it yeah no doubt yeah. there's more than one house doing a rigoletto at a time yeah. <laughs> you know maybe they're doing it at the map but they're also doing it in bologna that's right you know that's right <laughs> they're also that's right. doing it in yeah. madrid and and quinn and luca aren't available for every yeah, single exactly. one exactly <laughs> exactly so uh yeah but no you gotta you gotta think about those rungs on the ladder because yeah. it's a it's the long game man it's a marathon this not a sprint this is career. a marathon yeah absolutely yeah it's it's um I I love the aspects of this business that make me it, it it's like considering the larger picture always, and my my agent was always good about this. If I was frustrated in a moment, she goes, she would be talking about things three years down. The, she would pull yeah. me out of this and go, big picture, baby, big, big picture. picture. Yeah, no doubt. You do that. This this is some bullshit. We both agree this is some bullshit. This so is, yeah, roll your eyes. Take your money and move and move yeah. forward. Yeah, forward. You What's can't, next? Can't, don't What's dwell. Next? It's a great documentary on netflix right now on uh, arnold schwarzenegger and this is by far one of the most impressive humans that has ever walked this earth because he always was just like what's next what's next what's next never yeah. never i'm gonna be mr universe and then he did it i'm gonna i'm gonna go to i'm gonna move to america and 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 become mr the next whatever the other bodybuilding thing was and he did that and then he says i'm gonna go to hollywood and be a movie star and then he did that and then he says, I'm going to marry a fucking Kennedy. And he did that. And then he says, you know what? I think I'm going to be the governor of, of California. California. man. And he did yeah. that. Yeah. You go, this was just a guy from a tiny little town in, in Austria who saw a movie where Hercules was, was the, there was a movie about Hercules and he saw this guy with impressive muscles and he says, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'll figure out a way. Look, okay, maybe it took some... Some fancy drugs and some and yeah. whatever that he did what he wanted to do. He's like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that. And you go, anything's possible. And the whole time in it, he's going, I love America because in America, I could be this and this and this. Mm -hmm. God damn, what I mean, shame on you if you don't become what you want. Yeah. And I say this to singers all the time. I said, I, I was talking to some singers recently in Iowa, and one was bitching a little bit, young guy. 25 years old, bitching. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I stopped him. I said, hey, man, the only person in your way is you. I said, any one of these people in here can have as big a career as they want. It's up to them. Don't ever tell me about this guy did this, or this guy's in the way, or this maestro, or this person's got it out against me. Bullshit. Bullshit. You know, this is gonna so be this is gonna be what you determine. And when uh, uh, when you're standing wherever you are 20 years from now, It'll be because of the things that you did, not what somebody else did. Yeah, There's not, no yeah. chance. You yeah. know, like that's that's what I say. The blame to, game. That's what I say to everybody. You'll be what you decide to be. Yeah. Nobody else is in your way. Yeah, man. You strike me as that kind of guy because I think over and over, and I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it. People tell Lucas what he is and what he isn't. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. 
he's a light lyric baritone, he's a tenor, he's not going to do this, he can't do that, he can't do that, he can't, he can't sing Nabucco, he can't do that. And he was like, watch, watch. <laughs> you, you end up doing it twice, and it's to your credit. And, and um, with, with your online stuff, I know you take shit over your online stuff. I know you take shit, and you're like, watch me. Watch me, yeah. And then all of a sudden, nobody has done it better. Nobody has more followers. Nobody has turned it into more profits in in different ways. Nobody has inspired more. It's because you were like, "Watch me do it." It's it's <laughs> it's a testament to you. It's a testament to to the American way of like, yeah, I came from poor people. I I I stole food, and now now I do this. If that's possible, we can inspire anybody. Can do anything. I anybody can do anything yeah i guess so i it's so it's hard it's so i'm just really bad at taking the nice things you say i'm just i've always been bad at because i think i always had kind of a blissful ignorance about this career yeah you know where i thought we're all in this together let's just be nice let's do the best we can and see where the chips fall you know i've always had that outlook on this and 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 i know that's an ignorant outlook but i feel like that got me through a lot of my young career yeah you know, it's just, hey, you know. Too dumb to know how hard it is. Too dumb to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, this isn't that hard. That's what and Richard I, told me. He says, oh, I sang, I sang uh, uh, King Philip when I was 23. I was too dumb to know it was yeah, hard. I was. <laughs> that is the perfect way to describe me as a young singer. I was just too dumb to know that, that, that we that weren't all shouldn't together, be able to do this. That I should yeah. be nervous. Right. <laughs> that I should care about this. You know, I, when I, oh, dude, so when I auditioned for Yale, yeah. you know, like I was at Central City and they came through and they just lost their baritone that they wanted to get. And they auditioned. I sang for them like two weeks before Yale was going to start. I remember, buddy. Yeah. I remember. And, uh, and uh, Andrea Edith Moore was there yeah. at Central City with me. And so I auditioned and they said, uh, they said, would you step outside for a moment? And I went back in and they're like, we'd love, we'd love to offer you a position. And it, I only took the, the audition because yeah. I wanted to practice auditioning. I thought, sure. oh, I'm about to move to New York. I, that was I my sang plan. for everybody I ever could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I was going to sing for everybody practice. I could. Practice auditioning. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, fuck it up. Learn something. We would love it yeah. if you would join us at Yale. I was like, Ivy League school, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, I'm good. Thank you. I said, no. You turned it down. Oh, I said, no, thank you. I said, no, thanks. I'm not a good student. You wouldn't want me. You don't want me there. I said, I'm done with school. I've been in school for six years. I never got a degree. I'm, I'm doing all it's right. Not, it's not my jam, It's guys. not my... I, I said, let's save ourselves the trouble. You know? That's an incredible insight. Yeah. I, I, to be like... I, yeah. In my head, I would have been like... All right, I'm gonna fake some. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fake, fake it again. Can I'm gonna fool you, some more people. Can I tell you how deep my ignorance ran? Yale Opera. There's opera at Yale. Yeah, well, I didn't know. I either, had man. no clue. I didn't know. So we go back to the Med House where they have you know eight dudes living on top. I of lived each in other. the Med House. Med baby. House, baby, <laughs> bump it out. So Med House. We're at Med House in Central City. And we're all sitting around talking about our audition for Yale. And they're like, oh, man, I think that went really well. I hope I get in. I, and you were like, they offered like, it to me. I was like, oh, I got in. And they're like, what? Congrats. Oh, my God, dude, that's amazing. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I told them no. <laughs> so and, pimped. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, dude, I was like, I didn't even know Yale had an opera program. <laughs> and they're like, dude, Yale's one of the best opera programs. In-. I said, it is? <laughs> I said, no, nah, man, I, I suck at school. I've never been good. I don't have a degree. It was a and small I don't program, and you got, we got to work. We yeah. got to sing real stuff. No, I mean, not, I'm not bad. I didn't. It was my ignorance. It right. wasn't Yale's fault that I didn't know shit about it shit. You right, know? right. And so <laughs> they, they literally gave Andrea Edith Moore the Yale credit card, and she took me out to dinner and talked me into going to Yale. Because Doris was like, look, move to New York. Where did you, you go? Want- Tony Roma's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The place with the penny slots. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. 
yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the background the whole time. Oh God, yeah. I, we didn't Black have Hawk. when I was there. There were no cell phones, and so I oh would, yeah, I would use the payphone in the in the back of the casino, and so Dude. I'd be talking to Kelly, who was in Santa Fe. Yes, and in the background, ding 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 ding. Exactly, it was like the most, but the most annoying ding coins, you know, in the tray. Yeah, the actual coins. It wasn't digital. And they were smoking in there. I was just sitting in a room full of smoke. So, so Andrea talks to me and Doris is like, you know, rather than move here, blah, 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 you know, like you, you could, you're gonna have to pay for all your stuff. You're gonna have to get a job in New York. I was like, I can't wait. I want to be a bartender in New York. I've already, I've got an apartment with my friends from Eastman lined up. Yeah. You're ready to start. I was on my way. Start. Yeah, yeah. I want to start shaking bushes, see what falls out, you know, yeah, and right. honestly, good way to put it. So she said, she called me. I remember it was like this negotiation now. It wasn't just, yes, he'll come to Yale because that's what they expected. And they said, look, we've come up with half a scholarship. For you me. said you said, "Well, I'll never come up with the other half." I said, "There there I'm like what They you? thought you wanted it. They thought it was something that you would jump at. Yeah. They probably couldn't believe it. it yeah. You became way more pimp in that moment cuz you had all the playing cards. You I did. Like, I know. did. Well, that's also how I left Yale actually. And, <laughs> uh, and that's maybe why they feel the way they do. So, uh anyway, so they made this money. They made half of it. I said, "I'm sorry. You you don't know what I mean. I I, I I've got seventeen dollars exactly. in my sock. You have no idea exactly. <laughs> and that's beer money. I don't know money. where my lunch is coming from right now. You know, I'm about to steal lunch. <laughs> I'm about to go to the gr- go grocery stealing. You know. <laughs> And, you see uh, this winter coat? It's July. Exactly. Oh, no, there's a story I can't even tell that I actually did that. Anyway. Um, Wait, so, was that the suit story? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know the oh, suit the story. the suit story. So anyway, um, tell man, if another any, time. Tell another, if you had okay, any balls. I mean, God almighty. We're <laughs> no, already, I'll get you out of here. I'll get you All right. No, no, no. It's, it's so... Um, so anyway, I, I say, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you for the offer, but I'm going to have to pass. You know, and yeah. she comes, calls me back. We came up with well, three quarters. Well, you know, Doris was never going to take no for an answer. Well, she she eventually came up because she came back with three-quarter scholarship. Yeah. I said, Negotiate. I was like, it, it was $40,000. I'd be like, $10,000. I, I didn't imagine I'd ever owned $10,000. You might as well say $100,000. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Anything. If it's above $100,000, i am not coming up with it. <laughs> You know, so she comes back. All right, full scholarship. You know, like you've whittled me down. So you know? in two days, you had negotiated a full scholarship. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty baller, man. I just it, it wasn't at all though. It was the it was opposite. Ignorance. It, was, it ignorance. was it was it was yeah. it was poor ignorance that I just I, there's no way I could have done it. Right. There's just no way I like my my I couldn't you had go to nobody. Anyone. You had there's had no nobody one. to say hey. Invest in me right now. Get me through this. Yeah. There nobody like no, that. No, yeah. uh, literally. And and you know what? I wouldn't have asked my parents even if I, I wanted to do it. Yeah. You right, know, right. I wouldn't. I, I was too right, proud. Right. I hear and that. I knew yeah. that they had. Uh, I, I'm, I'm one of four, you know, and I, I'm eight years older than my sister. And I I'm not wanna, about to take any penny from I didn't want to take them. anything. You know, like. That's why I stole food. I could have yeah. asked for 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, but I didn't want to take any. I, that money's coming out of the mouths of my sisters and my brother. I got you. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. Yeah. I just couldn't. Good for you, man. Do I don't blame a man for feeding him, feeding his family. Like I get it, yeah. I get it. You and know, as like, soon as I could afford to pay, I I I I, I stopped right away. I know like you're. I, I know you're generous now. Whatever you took in the beginning, you have given back. I'm well, certain of that. I know you're a generous I do, tipper. I know I, you pick up the bill. I've I've witnessed you pick up the bill for. I've witnessed you pick up big bills, and you go, okay, this is you're paying back now. I get it. Yeah, I do owe one suit store in Worcester, Ohio, some money. <laughs> I'll just say that. I'm glad it was they lost probably my a seventy-nine dollars suit. You know? No, it was four hundred dollars. <laughs> and at the time, again, four hundred dollars was like it could be tuition to Yale. As that far was as like I was that was like almost. It's not larceny, but it's like petty petty that, larceny. That, 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 yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> we got my license plate and everything, dude. I I, I I parked in the back of the house and like hid my car behind bushes and like. 
dude, the funniest thing was after. So I uh, obviously I'm getting towards I stole. You're a suit. on the run. I'm not going to talk about. It. I was on the run and I was leaving in a few days. So I, I anyway, I can't even believe this, but yeah, okay, I stole a suit. But it was because the suit I had was like from high school. Yeah. It had holes in it. Right, you know, right, right, I, right. I again, not no excuse. No, 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 excuse. no, no, no I could have no, bought no. a thrift store suit. I'd never felt so confident in a suit. And so. But I stole this suit, and I, they wrote down my license plate. Yeah. I had to basically right. not run away, but basically. Well, I mean, what can they – without, without witnessing you do it, you would have had to have yeah. been caught with the suit. Yeah, well, so I was afraid cops were after me as far as my mind. You think so, you're just like – you're in the General Lee. You're, I, you're cruising yeah. through backwoods. So like. I pulled the tag <laughs> off the suit, you know, and I go into Eat the em. stacks. I ate the tag. I didn't burn it. I didn't bury it. I didn't flush it down the toilet. I thought the only way to make sure this doesn't exist this if I process me. it. Exactly. <laughs> I ate the tag because I was so scared. I went and hid the the, the suit jacket. Yeah, you have stacks. to. You got to drop the gun after you murder the guy. Exactly. Drop the yeah, gun. I dropped man. the gun in the river, <laughs> and the river was my intestines. <laughs> Man, I love you for coming in here to do this. This, this was great. great. I, I think, honestly, I think you and I could talk for four hours. I won't do it. I, I, we got to sing tonight. We got to keep our voices. But uh, I, I haven't. It's so funny. I looked at my watch. I was like, "How?" Oh I feel my like god! I've been here for 15 you see minutes. how much fun this is. Yeah, like, this is my therapist, and yeah. I and I connect with my old friends, and I and I and I just put it out there. I don't. I'm I'm not trying to curate anything. I didn't write anything down. I don't. Yeah. There's no. You were so unprepared. I was surprised. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like me. But this was the thing. I was like, my whole podcast is going to be me sitting with my friends because nothing is better than hearing stories especially war stories and anybody who's in our business wants to hear this stuff and i remember listening to i sat at tables with with uh with uh Bryn and susan graham and paul uh -huh. groves i was at those tables yeah. with my my eyes yeah, just like, wide a jaw open like oh my god tell me these stories i wanted to hear all this I, crazy stuff and i want to have these experiences i just wanted to be a part of this uh, this amazing uh, thing yeah. that was going on and so uh <laughs> and we've and i've had plenty of my own stories since then and so i just like I, I bring I invite everybody to that table that I was so lucky to be at and God. it's a great thing I appreciate it you coming awesome. in man oh you're kidding me this is great I'm just glad you finally decided to ask me after all these years third time I asked third time, third time. <laughs> uh, everybody the great the great Lucas Meacham one of my oldest friends in this business and a guy you should you already follow him well whoever follows me I'm almost certain you started following him first and so yeah, well, uh, you're you're welcome for the play, right? You're welcome for your your following. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get about ten percent more people off of just this podcast. No, I appreciate. My God. It. But um, uh, fewer people fewer people in our business have authentically inspired more young singers than Lucas, and he lets you into his world. And when you're a part of his uh, social media empire, which is what it's turning into, and when you when you join that army of Lucas people, uh, it. it it has this value. There's, there's something. It, you're not taking something from it, but it, in a way you are. But it, it's, it's this, um, this learned value. Lucas made this happen. Few people have made this happen from nothing, and he truly came from almost nothing. Without insulting your, your, your background, you, you came from a place that should not have ended up as an international opera singer. It should. Yeah. It, there's, uh, there's too many reasons why it shouldn't have happened, yeah. and it happened. So, so and, and I say this to, to anybody. I get this all the time, and they say, well, you're Christian Van Horn. I'll, I'll give a piece of advice, and they'll say, well, you're Christian Van Horn. I said, it took me a long time to become Christian Van Horn. Yeah. That, 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 that was, uh, I was not granted success when I was 19 years old. That's not how it works. Yeah. You weren't. Oh, we're not anointed. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm here because I just never stopped. I didn't quit. That's why I'm still here. This is why you talked about this group. That as the the better the, the longer you go, the smaller the group gets. Mm -hmm. And that's. I'm. If I'm in that that group of people at the top, is because I just didn't fucking quit. Yeah. 
Watch, listen, listen to Lucas. He gives great advice. Move around all some of that fluff, you know. Just get rid of the, get rid of some of that stuff. There's a lot of fluff, all right. And if you like fluff, I'm definitely the guy for you. Check out his videos. You uh, you already do. You don't need me to tell you about it. The great Lucas Meacham, everybody. I love you for listening. We're gonna go do a concert.